podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Yes, guys, welcome back to the Canon Podcast. Today, me, Alex and George are all here. Me and Alex are actually the same country. We're in Dubai and George is in cold, cold Canada. Is it cold right now, Canada? Country? <laughs> it's cold. Uh, country. It's cold. I mean, it's not country. It's, it's a part of the UAE, but you know what I mean? Is it called Canada? I think it's an emirate. It's called in Canada. Yeah, it's a city. It's a city. It's a city. Dubai is a city, right? Dubai is very warm, by the way, George. So I just want to tell you. What's the, we are okay, what's the just biggest, a, a, air conditioning's on right now. What's the biggest misconception about Dubai? And what's the most Dubai thing from each of you guys having been there? The biggest misconception is that it's expensive. It's not. Like, okay. obviously, shops are expensive, but those shops are across the world. But I'm yeah, talking yeah. about just the generic day-to-day expenses. Like, it's really cheap. Really, really but, cheap. It is. It is just an adult theme park, pretty much. Like you know, in terms of how how we approach it. Alex, you have know. you said the Habibi Walker come to Dubai yet? Have you not said that yet? No, but there are some there are some beautiful Habibis yeah. here. Let me tell oh, you. Oh, Habibis are here. There are a lot of Habibis. Let me tell you that. But we'll, we'll keep that for a, d- a different podcast today. Though we're here to talk about <laughs> a massive game this weekend: Liverpool versus the Arsenal. Anfield. We've not won at Anfield since what? When was the last time we won at Anfield? Two thousand and. Oh, when is the last time we won at Anfield? That's a very good question. Um, like, 15, four, in the league we're talking though, right? In the league. Not not Carabao Cup penalty shootout, in the league. Mm. I think it was either the one that stands out is Podolsky's two, the 2-0, two Kozol and Podolsky. I think that might be the last. Wow. Did, I can't think of uh, since. Yeah. Am I, am I bugging or was it 2015? No, it was 2012-13. 2015. 2nd of September. Yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah that's what I was going to say. Sandy Kozol and Lucas Podolsky. That, that's how long ago yeah, Abu Dhabi masterclass that's what we saw there very very good, good central running power from Abu Dhabi uh, now we've got Declan Rice so listen is this game let's start off with the Klopp's comments right he was talking about the Ooh. fact that Anfield needs to be active and that he's calling for the, you know, the crowd to be loud um, and he knows that he's going to need it in this game do you think now George that the way Jurgen Klopp's talking about Arsenal it's more and more as a serious we're not just a threat now we are a team that are essentially, you know, above them in the pecking order in terms of fighting Man City. Yeah. It, for me, when I come, look at how Klopp talks about, oh, sorry, Pep talks about Arteta versus Liverpool at this stage, he seems to take Arsenal a little bit more seriously. Whereas Klopp, right now, in the past, has been a bit more, you know, he's not really appreciated Arsenal like that. Whereas now it feels like, no, we're the real deal and the fans need to be active. So what, what do you think? Do you think it is now Klopp thinking, listen, Arsenal is a really, really hard game. We need to take it seriously. A hundred percent. I mean, when's the last time that you've seen him call for Anfield? like that i mean i think the last time i've seen it was what when in the champions league when you know when they were down um there was a time when he called for it but he only really does it when he's facing a big task when there is something ahead of him that he feels right now the group needs to pick me up and by the way any manager does this not just klopp but it's just stark because klopp is such an outspoken character he's normally so brazen It, it looks like a sign of weakness i'll be honest with you i looked at that and saw blood in the water I'll be very honest with you because it was des- it was desperation in his eyes. I'll re- tell you that. Well, <laughs> look, we can joke about it, but like legitimately, I feel as though that when you see a manager do those things and start to go and call on your crowd, your home environment, you're nervous for the match. You you realize the scope of what it is, and we've never been in the conversation for a scope for the last five years, you know? And so I think it's just it's a symbol for us being taken seriously by the league in general because I don't think it's just. Klopp, but you know we're no longer being little brothered. There is a recognition for our quality and our threat, and you can't get beyond that. Now, look on the game itself. We'll talk about the tactics and the previews and what we expect to come. But I love 
the the media impact about what this means because you don't go to a press conference uh, with the intent on calling on your home fans and not and talking about the other team as opposed to your quality if you're not scared. That's that's how I look at it. I mean, a manager in general will talk about a the 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 benefits that they have, the tactics that they have. If they're in a confident mood, they talk about themselves. If you're not confident, you tend to focus on the opposition, the referees, the environment, things that you feel uh, you can't control. Whereas a confident person talks about what we can control. And, you know, I'm really somebody that kind of carries that ethos in life as well. Like, I mean, if you're if you're confident in a particular task and a particular thing, you're going to say, listen, I've got the quality, I've got the experience, I've got the timing to do it. And, you know, it's about going out there and getting what you deserve in a, in a sense. Mm-hmm. But if I'm sitting there nervous for a presentation, I'm going to start commenting on, well, how many people are going to be there? Is it going to be a TA that's marking me? Is it going to be other things? So it just, it gives me a bit of that feel to it. And um, I'll be honest, couldn't have happened to a nicer bloke. I really find Jurgen Klopp at times really insufferable personally. Um, I find it really annoying that he's been the patronage for kind of the the hardworking man or like this uh, kind of analogy that he's uh, a people's manager in a sense. I find him quite whiny. I find him quite petulant. And I feel that when things don't go his way, uh, he acts out like a child about it. And um, we have every reason to be confident. Um, we're coming in with a week's rest. So I'm ready, mate. I'm ready to talk tactics. But just this conf- press conference in general, I felt Jurgen Klopp showed a bit of his colors, showed a bit of his um, his anxiety about the match. I, I feel like if you, I'm not sure if you guys noticed, but Klopp talked about the fact that Arsenal had a week to prepare for this game. <laughs> Very <laughs> slyly, it almost, almost almost as he always does going, oh, we're Arsenal. They got, well, listen, Jürgen Klopp, you're in the Carabao Cup. Well, what can we do about that? It's not our fault, is it? Um, but yeah, I think he, he's aware. He's aware that, you know, we're a dangerous team anyways, regardless of the one week in between to prepare for it. And he realises that when you've got Saliba, Gabriel and Declan Rice, it's going to be an absolute physical context. And Liverpool don't have that same level of power they used to have. Wijnaldum, Henderson. They've got players that, you know, George talked about in the past, but they're more technicians. We have got the power to really cause issues. And, you know, we talked about earlier, but the last time we won at Anfield, we had power in midfield with a bit of technical quality of Kozula, but, you know, the power of Abu Dhabi. And we're going to Anfield for the first time in a while because uh, last year, Partey wasn't available. Missed that game, I think, the year before that. Partey wasn't... Yeah, party wasn't available either. So it, our midfield hasn't had that power for a long time. And now we've got that there. You've got a lot of options as well. You can go with Havertz and Odegaard. There's a lot of players there as well. But George, I saw a stat earlier. And it was that the fact that Arsenal have won the most tackles and exceptions and block passes in the final third this season. I mean, we talked about the best off-the-ball team in the league. Let's actually go to Alex for a sec. Are we actually that team now, off-the-ball because I remember the days of Arsenal Wenger where we were really, really poor off the ball. It was always on the ball, but off the ball, it was, ah, man, mm-hmm. we could be in trouble now. Yeah. Going to Anfield now with this level of quality. Mm. Go on, Alex. Well, I, I, something George said earlier, I think, is, is charmed. He, he only really says those sorts of things when he feels like he's up against something. And you're right. I think it, I think it was before that Barcelona game where they were mm. already... 3-0 in the deficit. So he probably feels already at a disadvantage. And I think the what you're referring to will be part of it. Also in that in that uh, interview, a bit that gets missed is he says something along the lines of, uh, if I can tell you one thing about this team, they will be prepared. So we need to da-da-da-da. And I think that's one of the things that's obviously changed about us over the last few years. It feels like we're tactically, technically uh, prepared and, and go into games 
sort of physically uh, mentally in those ways but also in terms of our our physicality in terms of our size in terms of our strength i think is has massively come on leaps and bounds i mean you know there's all sorts of stats you can look at the i think it was the everton game we finished it with like seven players outfield over six foot you look at the signings you know we were talking about on the, on the last episode um it's not only the quality of the signings there's also a certain there's clearly a certain st- style anana what is he six four Solanke six two ivan tony six one osman six three you know whoever we're being linked with these players that we're looking at there is clearly a physical profile there as well and i and i i, I think that is what has been needed to to take arsenal in, in many ways to the next level it sounds a bit rudimentary but I think tactically, I've never been worried about Arteta. It's it's never been a concern about he's going to be out for or out thought particularly. It's always been about whether he's had the tools at his, uh, his disposal. And you obviously need different things for different games. But at Anfield away, it feels like the first time, as, as Klopp said, we're going in with, we're prepared physically in terms of our, our size and strength, but also the, the rest that we've had. And we're going to be able to, to go and battle them. And maybe to go on to the tactics very quickly, I was watching Liverpool last night. They want to play half-court basketball. That's what Liverpool want to do. They want to sit as high as they possibly can, win the ball back quickly and get to you very, very quickly. If we allow them to do that, it's curtains. But I think we have the physical size and stature and also the technical quality to stop them doing that. And I think once you stop them doing that, I don't want to say I'm not worried, but it it takes 80, 70% of their threat away. Yeah, it's one of those games where you can be excited and think we've had this in the past where Arsenal fans have gone, wow, going to Anfield this time, we've got some confidence. I've just not got confidence in this team. I've got belief. They've got the emotional mm-hmm. character to go to Anfield and do it. And I think we are the best team in the league now in terms of yellow cards and red cards. You know, believe it or not, apart from my manager, yeah. our team is very good at avoiding yellow cards. Whereas I think Liverpool are 13th. Uh, that shows, George, that Arsenal are emotionally maturing to, to the level where, you know, we can go to Anfield now. And look, listen, Anfield's a place where you could still lose and win a title. Man City almost lose there every year and won the title. But if you could go there and win, you know, especially after our last win against Brighton and, you know, the performance, we need that big win away from home. We've won to Stamford Bridge. We've we've drawn. It was felt like a loss at the point. Went to Aston Villa, lost Newcastle. If we can go to Anfield now and beat them there after a win against Brighton, a team that we struggle against home, it would be one hell of, hell of a statement, wouldn't it? Absolutely. I mean, look, I, I think objectively, no one game in a season defines a title race. Absolutely none. Um, and I firmly believe that. But I will say that I think that the media narrative and the perception of this team changes overnight with one game. That's football. And so th- those two, um, I think they can be true at the same time. And I think they are really for us approaching this match. There's one player um, and, you know, we've eulogized about him so much on the pod, but it is really Declan Rice. I look at why did you buy a 105 million pound signing? Why did Liverpool go out and buy Virgil van Dijk? They didn't buy him just because he's a brilliant player, which they are. Both of these are world-class elite talents, arguably people that will define how they how we view the position, arguably. And so uh, when I look at it, though, you buy these 105 million pound signings to step up and change the temperature of a game. Somebody to sit there in the cauldron and basically rise up. And I find Declan Rice is the epitome of that. Every time the game goes a bit crazy every time the game the the temperature rises arsenal have fallen at anfield that is the reason that we have struggled we start brilliantly lads last time we started brilliantly in fact we were on top i think had had the altercation with klopp never happened we're sitting there talking about a very different arsenal game but the point is every time the temperature rises at anfield arsenal have crumbled there's one man Mm -hmm. who doesn't crumble when the temperature rises and that's Mm -hmm. declan rice he almost wills his team to that place 
to get a, to, to get a result. And I really think he's going to be the difference. I think our out-of-possession play, you make a note of it, Babs. I've made the point on Twitter. I've made it on here so many times. I believe Arsenal are the best out-of-possession team in the world, given the variety of their pressing shapes. And just to end on a little tactical note for me, when I looked at Liverpool, broadly speaking, Alex, you're talking about them in the press. You know what I saw? Them in build-up. And they should be very afraid. Because Arsenal, in terms of their ability to press, when I look at the high turnovers that we created against Brighton and that game plan, that is something that I'm looking, licking my lips as, you know, as kind of a a rival fan there. And I'm seeing a way Mm -hmm. to get at Liverpool. And I believe that by having people like Declan Rice, Saliba, Gabriel in your team, you've got the security to gamble. A lot of times I feel as though that Mikel has provided a game plan and prepared a way to win. Sometimes, though, the players don't feel confident for whatever reason. Maybe you can call it immaturity. You can call it uh, maybe a quality difference. You can call it whatever you want. There are some times that, you know, Mikel's coached a certain game plan and the team haven't performed. But I believe by having characters like your Declan Rices, like your Salibas, like your Gabriels, you platform your attacking talent to express themselves. There is a level of, we've got this. Go and do your thing. And I believe that's going to be really important to this story of the Liverpool game because for as much as Liverpool have their benefits in ball striking as well as outside the box in terms of Trent Alexander-Arnold, Shabuzlai, they've got talented people that can shoot and I do think that David Raya will have to have a good game shot stopping wise. That will be part of the fabric of this game but broadly speaking they're a team that struggle to exert influence in the middle third. They bypass their midfield. This is a very new type of Liverpool. And I think that if you're able to clamp down on not providing high XG chances and limiting them to shots outside the box, then you're going to be looking at an Arsenal who can control things between the boxes. Now, the question is, can we be clinical? And we do actually have players because it's not just Declan Rice, mate. It's Gabriel Jesus. I don't know if you know, but look at his record against Liverpool. It is incredible. Really it's almost guaranteed that he gets a gets a goal and assist. And we finally have our answer to Jota, who seems to want to score every time that he's against us. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I think that there are players that we've got that have given us a way to be confident. Just one very brief thing on that as well. If they are going to be more direct, that relies on forwards who are a little bit more technically secure. Mm-hmm. The ball was bouncing off Nunes, bouncing off Gakpo like you wouldn't believe. And Harvey Elliott is the only one really last night, you know, this is last night, they might not play the same team, but Harvey Elliott was the only one who was showing a level of technical quality in the final third. But he makes me realise how lucky we are to have Saka. Clearly a very talented player, but in the final third, he's constantly making the wrong decision. And yeah, I, I think if we can stop them playing, if well, no, other way around. If we can play our game, I'm confident. Yeah, is, is this a game then that we look at and go, this is how Arsenal approach it in their way? Or is it respecting Liverpool, having a game plan for them as well? Because you have to, you know, going to Anfield, when was the last time a team won there with the crowd? I think it was Leeds last year. City ever won there for a long time. Arsenal won there for a long time. United always get bad there as well. So it's one of those grounds where, you know, just the heritage alone comes out. And uh, a lot of fans will be wanting to make sure none of our players make any stupid fouls. But even going back to last year, there's a lot made of the whole Xhaka challenge. Uh, on Trent on the far post or, or sorry the far and it was nothing it was nothing he just made a he, he, you can't make a foul nowadays and get the, the scouts are saying come on the lads now I think what it is in this game is all about how can Arsenal approach it defensively as well and uh, I'm not sure is, is Sal- Salah's fit right Salah's fit and available yeah yeah, yeah. so Salah's fit so we have to talk about left back then because that is the one area where defensively we aren't as, aren't as strong as on the right or defensive or on the centre of the pitch Zinchenko versus Salah Alex how do we cope? Thanks for checking out the Canon Podcast. 
To hear the full episode, sign up as a YouTube member on this channel or go to patreon.com forward slash the cannon pod. Sports Social Podcast Network. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.